Welcome to the Person and the Power podcast with Pastor Tim Johnson, as he invites us to cultivate a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living and loving God. After 25 years of ministry, Pastor Tim's desire is that all of us would experience both the Spirit's transformational intimacy and the supernatural activity in our daily lives. Now, here's Pastor Tim. So greetings from the deck of an Airbnb in Somerset, Kentucky, overlooking Lake Cumberland. Pam and I are taking some R&R time here this week. It's her fall break, and we've taken a few days here to explore uh, Cumberland Falls uh, and uh, the area. Our vacations are pretty simple. We, here lately, we, we just like a nice, clean Airbnb. doesn't need to be fancy. We also like a lot of hiking. We really do. We love the outdoors. Um, now, <laughs> the trail that we found today was a little bit more than we even bargained for. <laughs> we felt every minute of our 59 years of living. <laughs> we really did. But uh, it was fun. Great day. And we're looking for more trails even tomorrow. So... We always like a good coffee shop here and there. And that's about it. Now this Airbnb is sweet. I am sitting out on the deck. Beautiful night. And there is a gas fire pit right in front of me. So it's cool and yet warm at the same time. So um, if, if you were here, I'd invite you to take a seat. And we chat a little bit and share some stories and dive into Romans 8 again but as it were it's just me and the fire pit and uh, you are wherever you are and hope and pray you're blessed we are absolutely loving our time here but it will uh, we'll be back home here in a couple of days but in the meantime let's jump into a couple of phrases that are going to be really important for this podcast as soon as I say the first one, you're going to know exactly where we're going with our, as we continue, We probably only a couple of weeks left, maybe three weeks left. We might finish by the end of October, uh, all of Romans 8. We've been looking at Romans 6, 7, and 8. We've taken the slow boat. <laughs> we've really, we, we put it on a low cruise control here going almost verse by verse, uh, especially in verse, especially in chapter 8. Again, Person and the Power podcast, understanding the intimacy of the Holy Spirit, experiencing the activity of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. And so when I say these two phrases, you are going to almost instantly know the verse, at least it's going to come to mind, you're going to know it. The first, ver the first phrase, more than. But the second phrase that we're going to look at here in just a little bit is less than. More than and less than. So we're going to look at Romans 8, 37. Uh, we love this promise. Your translation might be a little bit different. Uh, but in response to can, uh, can anything, in any, can anything 
uh, keep us from the love of Christ? Can anything separate us from the love of Christ? In verse 35 and even in verse 36, you know, if we have trouble or a calamity or, you know, th th verse 36, for, our, for your sake, we're being killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. And so the, the rhetorical questioning from Paul is now received and answered by an emphatic no, despite all these things. Now, my translation is a little bit different. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Now, I know some uh, would like find that to be heretical because the, the translation that, and even the phrase I just used is, no, despite all these things, we are more than conquerors. Right? That's your translation. That's what you've learned. That's what's probably on the refrigerator magnet. That's what's on your bookmark. Uh, that's on your top of your journal, whatever. That's the verse that's highlighted. Here's your power verse, your life verse. No, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. So we'll play with both of those. We'll look at both of those. Uh, more than conquerors. But really important, I think this overwhelming victory is important for a couple of reasons, and we'll get to that here in just a little bit. So, less than. Let's take. Let's talk a little bit about less than first. So, I want to give you a vulnerability transparency alert. Um, we were today. Uh, today's Wednesday, and I don't know if you got an iPhone, cell phone. I actually don't know how many phones that were affected, but at two thirty-eight, I guess two forty, whatever time it was. Uh, there was a national uh, alarm that was sent out or a national uh, test to to make sure, I guess, cell phones were to able to receive a um, um, an emergency from whoever. I don't even know. I, <laughs> I don't even know, honestly, what was going on. Uh, all of a sudden, my cell phone goes off. We're in a, uh, in a restaurant getting something to drink after hiking one of the trails. And we're just gonna we're thirsty and all of a sudden like everybody's cell phones went off and there was like this alarm and so I want to give you this alarm I want to give you this this warning I want to give you this 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 preemptive strike this is going to be vulnerable it's going to be transparent uh, not to elicit any kind of empathy or sympathy or anything else just simply to kind of help you understand. I grew up most of my life less than. I really did. And even today, 59 years old, born again, blood-bought, saint of the living God, I, I, I still struggle at times feeling less than. And I think a large, a large part of that, uh, friends, is because of how I grew up and how... Um, so think about these things. Uh, think about all these things that contributed, right? Contributed to to my less than. First, uh, pretty early on, I became pretty um, pretty chubby, and that was probably the biggest, um, probably the biggest obstacle I had to overcome, or the biggest uh, because just I know today bullying is different, but in school, um, students are ruthless. And so I still remember every one of them, every one of the taunts, every one of the made-up songs. I really do. Fatty and Skinny went to bed. Fatty rolled over and Skinny was dead. I remember that taunt to me. 
um, uh, 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 two by two, uh, uh, two by uh, four, uh, four by four, two by two. Uh, Timmy can't fit through a um, can't fit. Timmy's so fat he can't fit through the door. Um, and I think two by two, two by four. Timmy's so fat he can't fit through the door. And so I remember these things, and if you, they just kind of resonate. They start hitting your head and dripping into your heart and start making you think you are less than. Uh, and, and so, again, there's so many of those that uh, I remembered, all those taunts. And, and even after losing, I think I lost 50 pounds one summer during, I think I was 13 years old, I discovered basketball and boxing and literally lost 50 pounds one summer and i think i went from 130 189 to 139 because again all i did was instead of eating and 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 just sitting and watching tv i went out and played basketball and fell in love with that sport and then i started boxing actually um, my daddy put a burlap bag hung a burlap bag on a big tree limb in the back and i went to town with with that so all that that helped physically but you know, physically, sometimes doesn't take away mental and emotional less thans. Also, growing up, for whatever reason, I was prone to sty after sty after sty. Anybody know what styes are? Remember those? Remember styes? Uh, and maybe you had some as well when those painful, red, itching, burning sores, uh, right? Usually, right on the under. Uh, the underlid of the eye, sometimes on the top, but for mine, I would, mine were always like at the corner or on the underside, and they were inside the eyelid. Oh my gosh, painful! I still just oh, and I had them all the time for whatever reason. I just I had them all the time. I still remember. I still remember just a horrific school picture. Uh, I want to say third grade, second, third grade maybe, uh, where and here's the third thing. Uh, I used to have curly hair. I know, I know. Looking at me now, uh, and no, if you know me, you know I, I don't have curly hair. And probably, if you look at me, never th would have thunk it that I had curly hair. But I did. I, I mean, I had. There's pictures of me uh, and me and my twin sister Pam. Uh, she had dark, uh, I think black or dark brown or black curly hair. I had blonde curly hair, and I think my hair was as curly as hers. And the story goes, and again, I don't, I don't know how verifiable this is. Did not get to verify it uh, with either mom or dad before they passed. But the story goes that dad, being from the army and being just, um, you know, a guy that didn't think a little boy should look like a little girl <laughs> with curly hair, snuck me off and got me a burr haircut. Man, man alive. I still remember um, at least um, the, the talk and the conversation that that almost ended that marriage because <laughs> mom, mama didn't know that daddy was sneaking me out to get a haircut. So, again, I don't even remember how old I was. I have no clue. I don't, I don't have any recollection of that moment. But I do remember hearing the story. So, so burr haircut kid with prone to styes overweight the other thing is I, I felt like at least in my now remember i had a stutter i've talked about this before it wasn't even a stutter it was a speech impediment i don't think i've ever had any kind of like real stutter but i did have 
the I don't know if it was ever diagnosed as cognitive dissonance, but since you know since I've uh, kind of learned, I've looked up and kind of Googled, if you will, and found out, oh, I think that's what I had. Because I couldn't really put words together very well. Here I am speaking for a living, preaching and teaching for for uh, for a calling. God has us into humor, right? God takes the weak, you know, and confounds the wise, you know, and he takes the, you know, he takes the things that are foolish, right? Um, and uh, for his glory, for his purpose. So I had, I think I've told you that before about this speech impediment. I just couldn't, I couldn't pronounce, I couldn't pronounce and my, my enunciation of words and pronouncing especially vowels with R's, good luck, God bless. It just wasn't going to happen. Still today, I have a real a struggle and every now and then I'll lapse right back into kind of a, a little bit of a, um, a speech impediment just because I won't practice what Mrs. Eubanks preached and what she taught me over and over and over. Um, and, and finally, I think the fifth thing, so I've given you four reasons why I felt less than. I was overweight. I was a chunky, chunky, chubby kid and, and re- reminded of it all the time. I had styes, like all the time. I felt like I had styes all the time. Made fun of about that all the time. And then I, I, I had that burr haircut. And so I looked like, <laughs> I looked like a, a round porcupine um, on top. And, and then the, the speech impediment. I, just, I, I was always in that little white trailer in the back of the schools. And, uh, for, and, and, and then whenever I did get mainstreamed, I still couldn't really communicate well. So I think the fifth one, though, and again, this isn't necessarily, uh, I'm not justifying it, not saying it was right, but for whatever the reason, um, I felt like growing up that we were from a different side of town or a different part of town. I was even told that a few times and, and treated like that in some sense. A lot of times growing up, uh, you know, clicks are all. Clicks have always been a thing. Clicks will always be a thing until Jesus returns and breaks up the click. And um, but he, but I, I just always felt like I was in the wrong group, or never accepted as a group. And so I was pretty much a loner, especially in high school, junior high school, junior high and high school. Uh, I had two or three friends, maybe, uh, not maybe. I did have two or three friends, but we really didn't hang out with other people. A lot. We just didn't. We hang out uh, among ourselves, and and that was about it. Um, but all that together equaled less than. Can you imagine? Maybe you can. Maybe you live that life. Uh, many times I'll send out the podcast, and I won't know if it will resonate with anyone. And all of a sudden, you know, I'll get a text or a, a Facebook. Uh, a message or even sometimes a, a voice text of some kind and say, oh my gosh, this is what I lived through or this is what I experienced or this podcast really spoke to me. So you might be able to resonate with this very well. So I want to stop and just ask, in your life, where have you felt less than? I'm not even going to ask if you have. I'm just going to ask where have you felt less than? Now, unfortunately, you know, now I feel I'm, I'm not less than in most of those categories anymore, but I think together 
they set me up to go into adulthood less than. And the final piece, here's the final one. So this is the vulnerability of all vulnerabilities, this, uh, at least in this podcast. The final one that really made me feel and still carries over to this day, believe it or not, I've not shared this with a lot of people. So this is, again, kind of a vulnerable, transparent moment here. But I felt stupid in, as a youth. As a young person, as a teenager, I felt stupid. I, I felt not smart. I felt that other people were smarter than me, made, and even maybe made fun of me because I wasn't as smart as, as they were. Um, and, and I could give you lots of examples. I'm not going to right now. Uh, we're going to jump into scripture here. But, but this was the biggie. And still to this day, if I'm not careful, uh, the weight thing, you know, not, no, not, not really anymore. Uh, although I still feel like I'm carrying too, too much weight. You know, I just, you feel that way even years later. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the different things, sometimes I do have a speech, um, stoppage sometimes i say uhs way too long and sometimes i i'm not a professional i don't think i'm a professional speaker which is just kind of ironic that i'm doing a podcast you know i hear podcasts sometimes i don't listen to tons of them but i listen to podcasts from time to time my goodness gracious it's almost like polished Um, that's one thing that's probably a word (laughs) that is an adjective you'll never use to describe pastor tim johnson oh he's so polished yeah probably not but um yeah, less than in, in just being not smart. I never felt really smart. And again, fail, I failed classes in high school, failed classes in junior high, uh, failed classes in college, you know. I, I just never felt, uh, and, and to this day, if I'm not careful in certain situations, I will feel, still, I, I, will, I can tend to feel dumb. Um, or again, less than. But this passage, and again, I, you know, I know what Paul is speaking of, and I know the context uh, he's talking about. Again, we talked about this last time, right, in the last few times. The context of this passage with Paul, very different than sometimes how we apply it to ourselves, although it can be applied to our lives. But we just have to understand that there was real danger here. There was real persecution. There was real ang- hunger, uh, destitution, uh, uh, trouble and calamity, all the things that he had mentioned in verse 20, 35, all of those things were real. It wasn't just the threat of it, they were real. In fact, verse 36 talks about, for your sake, we are being killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. So the Christian uh, Christians were being persecuted and killed and tortured. And, and so this isn't like all things work out good and, and comfortable and all the bad doesn't, all the bad goes away. And all of a sudden, everything good comes into your life. Sun is always shining. Birds all, are always singing. It doesn't mean that. That's not what this context is. He's talking about this thing that, that is deeper and greater than any external uh, obstacle or situation we could ever be in. And it is the very love of Christ that, that has compelled us now to give our lives away to the kingdom. The very love of Christ that now strengthens us, empowers us, and and so when he answers in verse 37, no, despite all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. So more than. 
And I just want to, as a pastor, I want to speak to this for just a second. As a pastor, as a person of faith, as a Christian, I've learned that anything that makes us feel less than can't be from God. It just can't be. Now, the Holy Spirit's going to convict you. The Holy Spirit's going to convict me. We want conviction. Amen? The Holy Spirit wants to convict. That's one of His roles is to convict us, convincing us, challenging us. But it's conviction. Check out you know, John, John 14, John 15. He is one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to convict us. Uh, John 16 even speaks about it. So, but not guilt, not shame, and certainly not less than. I've asked my church before, and I, I don't know uh, those listening from the church will remember, but I'll say it again, and I'll in- exhort us again. We should never have the word shame on you in our vocabulary. So Christ died to eliminate shame. How dare we put shame on someone by saying shame on you? And so because that makes you feel less than. Again, conviction is very, very different. So anything that makes us feel less than cannot be from God. Why? Because God is a more than God. God wants us to feel more than. He says right here, Paul, through the Holy Spirit's inspiration for Paul, to the Roman church, to the Roman believers. No, despite all these, all these things, we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors. And so how in the world can you be more than a conqueror? Well, good question. And But I think there's a lot of different thoughts. But the one that I kind of gravitate toward is you're already a conqueror even before you conquer. Hear that. So you're, before you conquer, now we, we conquer. What do we, how do we conquer? You know how we, you, do you actually want to know how we conquer? We conquer this life through death. Yeah. How do we conquer this life? Through death. Because death then takes us into eternal life. And guess what? Now we're, now, now we're conquerors eternally with the great conqueror, capital C, right? Christ the conqueror. But how can we be more than conquerors? But we know now what's going to happen later. Again, context is everything, friends. And this context is not about everything's going to work out dandy in your life today. Uh, you're going to get everything you want and everything's going to go well. Your health's going to never fail you. That's not what this means. It means, no, despite all these things, you might have calamity. You might be persecuted. You might be hungry. You might be destitute in danger, threatened with death. You might even be slaughtered. But you are still more than a conqueror. And, and God wants us to know that now, and trust in that later. So the later is still more real than the now. Because the later is eternal. And the later is what's been purchased through the blood of Christ. Right? And so the love of Christ. So what can separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing. And we're more than conquerors because we have, we have the victory now. We don't have to wait for the victory now. The victory becomes manifest then, right? The conquering becomes manifest. And we'll go back to that word victory here real quick and we're going to wrap up. So the translation of the NLT says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. I know we like, we are more than conquerors. And I've even spoke for the last 20 minutes on more than, less than. But this is really good because the Greek word for overwhelming victory or more than conquerors is nikeo, nikeo, N-I-K-A-O, nikeo. It actually is a reference to the Greek goddess of victory. In fact, overwhelming victory. That Greek goddess in, 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 in that time 
was Nike. Yeah, Nike. N-I-K-E. Check your tennis shoes. Yep, Nike. Nike. Overwhelming victory. <laughs> kind of cool, huh? So it is interesting that that word, of course, uses to, is used today for you know, one of the most famous tennis shoe brands. But we are, we, more than the Greek goddess, we who are in Christ, the God of all gods, we have overwhelming victory. We're even more victorious than anything or anyone else. And I hope and pray that you really know that tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this. I really hope that you understand you are not less than, not when you're in Christ. In fact, you are more than. You have eternal victory now, right now. That's what Paul's trying to say. You have the victory right now. And you're more than a conqueror because you're going to conquer death. You're going to conquer all the problems of your life but you can actually live in that victory now because you're certainly not less than in Christ. You're more than. I hope and pray that resonates with you. I hope and pray it blesses you and I hope and pray that encourages you. You are more than. In Christ, you can never be less than. Pastor Tim is the co-founder and teaching director of the Joshua Center a leadership training ministry which provides deep biblical roots to great movements of God. He's also the senior pastor of Firmers Chapel, a country church by a creek, reaching 13 countries on four different continents for Jesus and his kingdom. Join us next time as we grow deeper in the person and the power.